after uh, doing many of these recordings, this is the first time that I have had some sort of uh, issue with the uh, recording being stopped, and I'm still not 100% sure why that happened. Although, looking back now at where I was in that previous recording, I'm very glad that it did happen the way that it did. This is basically the next morning, and I've, this has given me an opportunity. I, the, my first inclination was to continue the recording immediately and, so as to not lose my place, so to speak, you know, to kind of keep the, uh, that line of thought going. And when I listened to it, something just told me to wait a little bit, just to kind of sit with it and really think about what it was that I was sharing. And it provided me with an opportunity to kind of sleep on it, so to speak, and, you know, go into a new day with a, a little bit of a different perspective, kind of looking at the big picture, you know, how to sum all that up. And what I would say is, is that I, if I have learned anything, it is, and I know there are a lot of different schools of thought about what causes depression and where its origins are. And I realize there is chronic depression. There's also situational depression. There are times in our lives when we may not always necessarily struggle with it, but there are certain things happening in our lives that cause us to lose our life's energy. We lose our zest for life, our willingness to keep going. Uh, We begin to question who we are and what this life is really about and what it is that we're doing. And I know that for anyone who has not experienced that before, to go into a, uh, a state of that type of state, a mind state, can be very, very disarming, can be very disorienting. And as someone who has lived most of my life uh, struggling in one form or fashion with being in that particular state, even there are times when I'm what's referred to as high-functioning, And I can, you know, I can, you know, I'm able to, thankfully, able to live my life for the most part. Uh, I've run my business for, you know, a quarter of a century. Uh, Have been able to develop, you know, my interests and the things that I'm passionate about. Uh, I have struggled with friendships. I have some long-term friends who I've been, you know, friends with for decades. Not many. And I leave behind a long string of friendships that possibly could have been, but weren't able to be. And I take full responsibility for that. And I look back at my life and see a lot of ineffective choices and a lot of ineffective decisions. But like anyone else, I'm only human. And when I look at, you know, depression, when I look at the bigger picture and where mindfulness and mindful coping can really help us be able to live more genuinely, to live more effectively, to be more productive and do the things that we need to do and want to do, because it really is about both, taking more, you know, more effectively and more consistently taking care of our responsibilities to ourselves and to others and to the community and to the world at large, that it is a practice that actually helps us be able to do those things. And what it gives us is it alleviates what I call, you know, when I think of depression, whether it's, you know, temporary or it's a chronic condition because, you know, different people have different, you know, 
flavors of this and struggle with it in different ways and at different times, it, I look at it really what, what has hurt me the most, what has caused me the most difficulty, the most unnecessary suffering, and it has caused me pain, is that I refer to it as a disease of a lack of perspective and clarity. It's very, very hard to have any perspective when we are in the middle of our own mental storm. And it's referred to, there was a, a, a Buddhist teacher that referred to this as having a storm of mind. And I used to always love when my daughter was young and I began my mindfulness journey when she was about three years old. She's now grown and has a family of her own. But at the end of the day, the, the storms of mind was something that really gave a clear picture. If I could, if say, I used to say that to her as a very small child and I was trying to teach her even then and she has struggled with anxiety all of her life and still does and I'm she still got me on speed dial for those days when she is struggling I'm there for her that way but it was so interesting to realize that even a small child could comprehend and understand and she used to visualize and it would make her laugh because she would think of a little storm cloud in her head you know she would would, would visualize that uh you know, that storm happening, those difficulties that, you know, were temporary, they just like storms, they passed. And when we are in that state of having those storms of mind, we lack clarity and we lack perspective. And I know for me that the mindfulness practice has really helped because when I'm in the middle of that, when I am in the middle of believing everything I am feeling, when I'm or I'm obsessively thinking about the past and replaying painful moments over and over again, causing myself more unnecessary suffering and prolonging the the the, uh, the state of, of of depression or the low mood that I'm in. That I need something to help remind me to come back to the present moment. That everything is not as bad as I think it is. Because when I think it's bad, I'm not really here. I'm somewhere else. And I, and I have in, what I refer to as entering the darkness. And that darkness exists because I create it. At the end of the day, it's me doing that to myself. And I realize there is a physiological component of this, and I don't want to diminish that. I, I have complete respect for all of the research that has been done, all the advances that have been made in terms of trying to help people to be able to not let depression completely ruin their lives and I understand that so if I had to if I had to bring all this together and say one thing if I someone said you can only say one thing about mindfulness you can only say one thing about mindful coping what I would say is is that it is like an old friend that you can always count on some of us are lucky enough to have friends who will call us on our stuff when it's needed they will let they want you know they will let us know when we need to be called out. And I've had friends like that before, but not consistently and not always. And there's been times when I find that people, a lot of people, really don't feel comfortable calling us on our stuff. You know, they'll smile, they'll nod, they'll kindly listen to the stories that we will tell them when we are caught up in all of our thinking about what we're feeling, when we're basically creating a movie in our heads about what we think is happening and we're in it we're completely in it and we're not here we're gone we've checked out 
and it's a coping mechanism. But it's I, for me, it's not the most effective coping mechanism. And really, for me, it ends up just being what I refer to as a drug of choice. It's just something that I use when I'm not really willing to do the work, when I'm not willing to listen to that old friend who keeps reminding me over and over again, come back to the present moment. Jeff, all you have to do is come back to the present moment. It's not as bad here as you think that it is. Yes, there may be things that you have to work on. Yes, there may be unpleasant truths that you have to face. Yes, there may be challenges. Yes, there may be difficulties. But you can do this. It, and, 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 and really, in reality, it's not actually talking. But it's as if it was going to talk, that's what it would be saying. That is really the best way that I feel like I can sum up and, and characterize the, the beneficial effects of mindfulness practice and also mindful coping practice if you either struggle with depression, whether it's chronic or situational, or someone you love or care about, or just even someone you know, a friend of yours, that sometimes you can't understand why sometimes they seem like themselves and sometimes they don't. Sometimes they're excited about life, sometimes they're not in it at all. They're just slogging through. They're just, you know, going through the motions. It really does help to know that we can cultivate that as a friend that can be with us always as long as we're willing to do the practice, as long as we're willing to keep returning back to the present moment, no matter how difficult it is, no matter how much it hurts. It really does make a difference. It really can help alleviate depression whether it's chronic or whether it's situational and I'm very grateful for it because I don't think I would be sitting here speaking these words right now and sharing this with anyone had I not discovered that and had I not been willing to practice and I still have to do it now every day it is possible if anyone out there has any questions or if I can be of help in any way or support your practice in any way I'm definitely here my door is always open Thanks.